Philippines. 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. All right, we are back. 2022 Kickback Pod Season 2. Guys, we're finally back. It's been a few weeks. We've been taking some time off. We've been chilling. Uh, Happy New Year, first of all, to all you guys. Shout out to everyone, uh, everyone who's returning to the pod. Any new listeners, shout out to all of you guys and welcome. Welcome to season two of the Kickback Pod. Yo guys, super stoked to be back. And like uh, JD said, we, we've been chilling. We've been, you know, recharging our batteries for a bigger, better, crazier season two of the Kickback season two is definitely definitely going to be bigger shout out to uh all of you guys who uh, have been giving us some uh topic ideas for what you want to hear on the pod uh, in this particular episode it is the first episode of the year so we're basically you know kind of uh, we're going to go through uh sneakers that we're excited for this year also some trends that we hope will die some trends that we think will either continue or start in the in the upcoming year and uh, yeah, we're, we're just going to, oh, also, we're going to give you our sneaker resolutions for 2022. Uh, so it's pretty much a jam-packed episode, a lot to talk about here. So we might as well just get into it. Actually, first of all, man, what have you been up to over the last few weeks? It's been like, it's been like a month since I last talked to you, at least on here. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I was at my grandma's in the south, south of Germany for Christmas, um, New Year, uh, not New Year's Eve. Uh, Christmas Eve was great in terms of the food we ate and spending time with family, um, but it was just terrible weather. It rained from like 6 a.m. until like 11 p.m. nonstop. Um, so we were just inside playing board games, whatever. Um, and then since then, yeah, man, just getting back into the flow of things at work. And like I said, packing up my all of my belongings. And uh, on Sunday is the big day. We're going to move everything into the new pad it's been kind of like just a very very busy month but what about you man you uh you were here right yeah i was i didn't leave the country this year i, I kind of wanted to but uh, just too much i feel like more than ever over the last couple of weeks a lot of people that i personally know have contracted covid or omicron omarion, <laughs> omarion. <laughs> you know it's so funny you know it's so funny did, did you see that video that omarion actually put out no. He actually, he actually put out a video saying, uh, "My lawyers have told me to do this. I am an R and B singer. I was part of the boy band B2K. I am not a variant of COVID." <laughs> <laughs> my my lawyers told me to say this is never a good thing to say in a video. Yeah, yeah, no. So a lot of people have, I know have contracted it, including a lot of people back in back in Canada. So I didn't travel anywhere this year. Stayed here. Uh, I did a lot of. Uh, tv shows watched i got absolutely hooked on the show succession i don't know if you've heard of it so i actually started watching that um with my girlfriend literally also over the holiday period we were like looking for something to watch and i had seen kind of colleagues talking about it and they were super hyped i can't get into it man i just don't know what how man this show is so addicting like it's it's so good to the point where like i wake up thinking about it but yeah, besides that, I've just been just been chilling, man. So thinking of some New Year's uh, resolutions. Should we get into that? Let's do um, it. Let's hear yours first. All right. So I got I got three. First one, uh, non-sneaker related. I'm going to go crazy on TikTok this year. 
Okay. <laughs> so I'm going, I, I made a resolution that at least, okay. So the month of January, I'm like, I'm going to do one TikTok a day. And um, so far it's January 4th that we're recording this. I have put out four TikToks so far. So I, I have been true to my promise and uh, I, I just, I kind of like it, man. I feel like, I feel like such a boomer saying this, but, but, but <laughs> well, uh, I, I like this new social media. Yeah, that the I know, kids are I know. I, so, I sound like such a boomer right now, but it's, it's honestly like more fun than doing YouTube because it takes like no time at all to film. And it takes like, I don't know, five minutes to edit as opposed to how long it takes me to do a YouTube video, probably like three to four hours for the whole thing, whole process. Right. So the ROI will probably be better as well. Once things get rolling. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just like, and and it's just like more, I feel like I'm a lot more creative when I'm on TikTok, whereas on YouTube, it's just like the same video every time, like a a review of a new sneaker. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's just, I'm having fun so far. Uh, Let's see how long I can continue this streak um but but then okay so i got a couple of sneaker resolutions as well the first one is i want to buy sneakers from at least three new brands that i don't have right now in my collection okay yeah and there's there's several brands that i don't own at all so for example i don't have any asics i don't have easy yeah i don't know i don't know you're the asics king man you got a lot of asics but i don't know the thing is like like if it was like if you had Asics, New Balance, whatever, then it would be hard, right? But like Asics, I'm sure we can find you a nice pair of sneakers there. I actually have my eye on one, and I've seen that it's gone fifty percent off on a few websites now. There was a recent uh, Asics and Awake New York collab Ooh, on the Gel Cayano, right? I think. Yeah, and it looks it's. I think it's like the most slept on shoe in that to drop in the last month because the first uh, Asics and and uh, Awake collab was like sold out and like had really high resale and this one i feel like is just as good just as nice super clean colorway but seems like no one's really buying it this time but it's a super comfortable shoe as well yeah yeah and i've seen it go like 40 percent off in some stores so i might i might pull the trigger and get that asics but besides asics like i don't even own any like hokas or salomons or um, yeah, there's there's several brands that I don't own. So I want to get sneakers from at least three new brands. Okay. And then the second resolution, I thought this was going to be like a big, like controversial thing to say. Uh, so I was going to say like, I, I'm not going to buy any Jordan ones this year at all. Ooh, okay. Um, and I thought that was like a really like big statement. And then I realized that last year I looked at every sneaker I bought and I only added two Jordan ones to my personal collection. That was uh, the Ama Manier ones, which I think is exceptional and like and was a must cop. And the other one was the uh, the Jordan one, low starfish, the orange ones, because that was like a grail colorway of mine, the high top. So I was very happy to get that in the low. Uh, but yeah, I didn't add any other Jordan one. I had the neutral grays for like a few months and then I sold mine because it was just it was, I'd, I couldn't wear it. it. It was hurting my feet too much. So I really just added two jordan ones last year this did year did you get I, the bordeaux ones though yeah I, I did but i just kind of reviewed it i'm not really ah, gonna okay. i'm not gonna add it to my personal collection so yeah i mean of course i'm gonna keep collecting jordan ones just to make videos but as yeah, far yeah. as like but like actually, ones that you're gonna wear and actually use right yeah that exactly like i'm not i'm planning to not add any jordan ones this year that's the resolution you yeah, got any okay. um yeah so my my one big resolution every year is uh to wear my shoes more 
to, <laughs> you know, cause I'm, I'm a creature of habit. I, uh, you know, I have like six to eight shoes at the front, uh, door and I, sometimes I'm too lazy to like go under the bed or go into my closet or whatever and, and pull out the shoe. Sometimes like when I'm dressing up for like a nice event or, you know, like, I don't know, it's a buddy's wedding or whatever, uh, going out for a nice dinner with my girlfriend, then I'll like make the effort and I'll like climb up over my closet, like, which is four meters in the air and like pull out a nice pair of shoes. But most of the time I'm just slipping on the same New Balance 990s or, you know, whatever it is. Um a6 gelite threes and uh and i want to kind of diversify it a little bit and i think what will what will motivate me there a little bit is to maybe like start taking and this sounds really lame but like maybe start taking more fit pics throughout the year not like every day but like taking more notice of what i'm wearing and like putting stuff together instead of throwing on a black hoodie and black jeans and then a pair of 990s like thinking okay like what can I match these Joe Fresh Good 990s with, or um, these Amleondor 550s, or the you know the Prada forums, whatever? Um, so that's my big uh, New Year's resolution, and it's my New Year's resolution for sneakers every single year. And I do get better, but I do return sometimes to just wearing the same shoe over and over. So um, so that's the one big thing I want to do. Um, and then second. Uh, is this year I want to go back and buy a grail, like something that I missed out on to, to you know, like treat myself a little bit, um, whether that's the off-white Air Jordan 4s or oh, wow. you know, it's, okay. it's like something of that level, you know, um, like when, when, when the Virgil news kind of hit uh, when I was on holiday, I was thinking, and, and it wasn't because the news hit, I'd been thinking this for a while. And I think I said it on the episode back then, but one of my all-time favorite shoes is the off-white Air Force Ones, the first ones that came out, right? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get, I've always wanted to get a pair to kind of stock for when mine are totally beat up and they're getting close. Like, I'm pretty sure if I wear them for a couple more months, nonstop, there's going to be a hole in the sole. Um, so I've always wanted to get one. And so that would be kind of like what I classify as a grail where I like go back in time, cop a dead sock version. That'll be my like big, 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 big sneaker outlay for the year. Maybe I might have to move on some pairs just to, you know, bring one in. Um, but that's like, that's my, my goal to like maybe focus more on older pairs that I missed out on than whatever's new and hype and crazy every week personally, you know? Yeah, I think that's a great resolution, man. Like, I think when it comes to building a sneaker collection, quality, I think, beats quantity. If you have to get rid of, like, four or five pairs to get that Jordan 4 off-white, like, I think that's a good move. Yeah. I think, like, four or five, like, three, four pairs that I can sell for, you know, and some of these are, like, worn shoes or whatever that I'll sell for, like, 40, 50 a buck, a pop. But then if I if I get, like, I don't know, 500 for the shoes that I sell, then that makes it a little bit more digestible to to buy a shoe that costs almost over a thousand one shoe that i've i've been ha- that i've had my eye on for a while is the uh, nike ispa road warrior the first one you know with the split toe oh um, yeah okay yeah and i've wanted that for ages and the retail was like six hundred dollars um and now re- or like no sorry it was like 400 450 and now resale is like 600 which is not an insane amount but it's also a lot to pay for just like a kind of gr nike shoe but it's it's one that I've had my eye on for a while, so maybe that's the one that I'll buy this year. What kind of socks do you wear with that though? Like the split toe. I've seen a lot of these split toe shoes. Like, how you do you wear get, socks with that? You have to get split toe socks. 
but what where, where do you buy split toe socks probably i mean obviously the obvious answer is japan right because it came from japan but okay. um there's there's a lot of brands that have them like okay uh i know reebok made a couple for the uh, margella collab um and i'm sure if you just google like tabby socks you can find them on somewhere like i don't know uh end clothing or you know maybe something like kith or sneakers and stuff i don't know like those more like boutique kind of places that have also high fashion brands okay i gotta check that out i i, I hope the socks because they're such a niche thing i hope they're not like 50 euros you know for a pair of socks <laughs> i hope so too otherwise it yeah. just makes the sneaker more expensive and then you you kind of have to get like one or two pairs right because like what if you wear what if you wear it more than once a week you're not going to wear the same socks right unless you're washing every day so yeah my guess is like it's going to be pretty expensive for those socks because there's not the market for it is not huge <laughs> <laughs> that's true maybe yeah. maybe i'll have to get like a proxy from japan <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah oh, okay so let's get into i guess our pickups um it has been like almost a month since we did the last pod so i did get quite a few pickups but i'm just gonna go through a couple of them that were just like the interesting ones um so the beluga reflectives i actually got those uh the 350 v2s it's the first 350 v2 i think i copped in since like I don't know, 2019, 2018, maybe? 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, and, uh, you know, when I, when I looked at, when I opened that shoe, opened the box, I was like, man, I kind of started to like three fifties again because Bro, it, it's such a I'm good colorway, you, man. It's such a good, it's a good colorway. Shoe. I don't get what people like. It's a good shoe. It's comfortable. The knitted upper like is knitted and tight fitting, but like has its own shape. If that makes sense. It's just that people have associated it with a hype shoe and then they see it too much, which makes them think it's lame. I think it's still a great shoe. It's the same shoe that everybody liked when it first came out. So it can't have become a bad shoe overnight. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that, actually, when when uh, writing the notes for this episode, like uh, like how what, how did that shoe die out so bad? Like, I do think, of course, uh, yeah, you know, like like you said, the, the reason is because people just kind of saw it too much uh it kept getting released so many different colorways that all kind of looked the same as well you know um mm -hmm. but i think a bigger thing that went against it in my opinion at least is that i think just like fashion changed uh since the time the 350s were first popular like 2017 2018 like back then everyone wore like the skinny pants with like the super tapered joggers and with those kind of pants and uh, general like at leisure you know it's a perfect at leisure type of shoe um but like at leisure has kind of like really died out i feel over the last couple of years now people have moved on to you know much more like baggier clothing uh people are wearing you, you don't see them wearing the skinny pants anymore it's more like regular fit or wide fit and those 350s just don't look good with those type of pants at all so that's I, true I, I think I think just I think fashion also kind of worked against it in a, in one, in a certain way, but yeah, anyways. and it's probably also like another like just a quick one. I think it's also that people who aren't into sneakers but wanted a cool hype sneaker that was a sneaker they bought. You know what I mean? So it became like the entry level sneaker a little bit, which yeah. hurt it hurt its rep. But I'm just talking about in terms of like just pure design. I think it's still a great shoe. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. I wouldn't say it's a timeless shoe. It doesn't because, like I said, like you need like to wear a certain type of outfit with it. 
but it's a shoe that's it's going to go down as like one of those all-time classic sneakers in sneaker history and yep. this colorway too like yeah I, i'm happy to actually get this colorway because it was the 350s at when they first came out that's around the time i was really getting into sneakers so it takes it gives me good memories so i was happy to get that shoe and then the other one was the uh, jordan 1 gore-tex which i did a review for uh, on my channel uh, super interesting shoe because the colorway is sick and a perfect shoe if you live in berlin or if you live in london absolutely perfect shoe because it rains like like fabian said every day from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. guaranteed to rain here in berlin and uh, you need a waterproof shoe and now we got a waterproof jordan 1 which just so happens to be a really nice colorway as well it gives me kind of like that jordan 1 dior type of vibe um so i'm um, yeah i was i was pretty happy to pick that up but once again i don't know if i'm going to add that to my own collection but um but i picked it up nonetheless just for just for the video nice. uh you got any any pickups yeah yeah so um i have one which was the adidas prada forum um which by the time you're hearing this you'll know that it's dropping later this month um that's being announced i believe tomorrow um and yeah i was lucky enough to get a pair through work because i did an unboxing for high snobiety on our instagram page uh i unboxed the lows in black and the lows in white um i was sent the white pair to keep which is you know thank you you know to adidas and and the team over there i think it's a great shoe i think it's the best adidas prada shoe so far it's um it's very simple and it comes in low top and high top form and again in all black and all white colorway um the coolest thing about it is that it features a little prada pouch that you can clip on and off on the laces if you have the low top and on the ankle collar if you have the high top um it's kind of i mean it's a little gimmicky obviously but it's kind of made for you know those viral instagram videos where you like pull stuff out of the pouch or you know like put weed in it or whatever you want to do right would weed would be super lame but like i'm assuming that a lot of people are going to do that because it's funny um so yeah it, it's a very very solid shoe and it's made using prada's iconic nylon but like a more environmentally conscious version of that called re-nylon it's made out of recycled plastics and and ocean plastics uh with within some like patent patent leather um overlays on the toe box and on the three stripes logos on the side as well as on the um i believe on the tongue uh very very understated very prada just because it's very simple um I don't know what it's going to cost but I've seen rumors of like $800 which is absolutely insane because wow. that's almost that's double what the superstar costed right uh, cost um that's so yeah, insane I, 800 is and apparently the high top is going to cost like 1000 which they're pushing they're pushing like um what's it called uh Dior Nike Air Jordan levels right like with that cost 2000 you can kind of understand the price even though that was also ridiculous um i don't know how well it's going to sell if that's true because 800 is probably more than double what i would even be willing to pay at a stretch you know yeah that that's that's ridiculous i don't i don't see that shoe selling out at that price might have to wait till it goes 50% off or something dude that's <laughs> that's that's insane for i would get it like you said dior jordan 1 something a much more hype silhouette but like a forum i don't know man 800 no. is crazy 
Yeah. So, uh, okay. So before we get into trends for 2022, things we're looking forward to, uh, it is a new year and uh, I know there's a lot of new changes for you, Fabs. So uh, take, you can, you know, take control of the mic, let the audience know what's going on with you this year. Yeah. So um, I actually forgot we were going to talk about this um, just because we were just in the flow. Uh, so like I mentioned, obviously I'm moving into a new apartment, which is a big deal. Um, my first proper big apartment with my girlfriend, we're going to like buy lots of nice furniture, which is already killing my wallet. <laughs> um, <laughs> would like, uh, but, but, but it's going to look lovely and I'm really excited about that. And then also at the end of the month, I am leaving high snobiety after f- over four years um, to do creative strategy management at a retailer here in Germany, um, which I'm very excited about. It's a little bit of a different role. I won't be writing as much, uh, at least in the beginning, you know, I, I might do some freelance writing down the line because I think you can, you know, never stop someone from doing something they love. And I absolutely love writing. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that's like my big announcement that I'm kind of, uh, leaving high somebody, which is bittersweet in a way, obviously looking forward to the new challenge, the new role, the new responsibilities, but, you know, leaving behind a really cool and hardworking team. Um, and also I'd like, I, I don't want to make this like a bigger deal than it is, right? Like I'm, I'm just leaving a job and going to another one, but high somebody was, you know, an amazing place to work for four years, made lots of friends there, told a lot of cool stories, got to meet a lot of cool people through work. Um, which, you know, I'll cherish forever. So that's why it's, it's definitely bittersweet leaving. Um, I had a lot of fun there and, and I'm going to miss writing, you know, whether people are reading it or not, I'm definitely going to miss that. So that's, that's one other uh, announcement. And then another uh, announcement is that, and those of you who follow me on Instagram will have seen that I'll also be hosting or co-hosting the um, Oshuan podcast, which is the biggest German speaking podcast uh, about sneakers. Um, and I'll be co-hosting that with, with my boy Amadeus and Zimon as well a little bit. And uh, super excited for that because, you know, I love the stuff that I'm doing here with Josh and to do that in a second language and in, in German uh, is absolutely cool. And um, yeah, I'm excited to kind of see where that takes me as well. But uh, also obviously big focus on the kickback. I'm expecting season two to be like we said, even bigger than season one. Um, and don't worry, uh, my annoying voice is not going anywhere. <laughs> big, big loss for, for High Snob, unfortunately, man. Like, uh, there was a lot of uh, articles and not just articles, but like, you know, like series of articles that you started that you, you know, like, for example, your Q1, Q2 sneaker reports or your end of year sneaker wrap ups. Uh, I mean, you, you, started, you started a lot of like great stuff over there and, producing like the absolute best sneaker content out there on high snob so big big loss for them uh yeah but not for the kickback of course continue (laughs) continuing to be the co-host of the kickback pod and also for all you german uh, listeners out there if you want to get a double dose of the fobs make sure to check them out on uh oshuen as well which is like he said the uh number one german speaking sneaker related podcast uh and you can also find that anywhere on uh, of course all the platforms out there itunes uh spotify they got it so yeah uh, when is that starting by the way that's starting in february so i think the first episode will be like 30th or 31st of uh of jan 
Okay. Um, yeah. So like in a few weeks, uh, and they do every two weeks as well. So I don't know if like ours will alternate with theirs or if those who are listening to both podcasts will hear me twice in a week. I'm not sure yet. Um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to all of this stuff. Uh, 2022 is going to be big for many, many different reasons. Uh, you know, you're going to be the next TikTok star, you know, dancing with <laughs> your shoes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see, I want to see at least one dancing video where you're doing something with shoes. Um, now, nah, but I'm obviously super psyched to be, uh, talking with you once again about shoes this year, which brings me to my first thing that I'm excited about, which is this podcast. I'm super thankful that we're still doing this a year later, have not missed an episode. I'm excited to be here with you, hanging out, talking smack about sneakers, um, and obviously excited about the feedback we get from our listeners and our followers on Instagram. Uh, So, you know, obviously big, big thank you to the listeners, but also a big thank you to Josh for being such a cool co-host. Oh man, much love to you, man. Uh, you're going to be a busy guy, obviously, this year. So uh, I got so, time. I'll just watch less Netflix. I watch a lot of Netflix, man. So if I cut yeah. that in half, I'll have more than enough time. <laughs> uh, oh, special shout out, by the way, to our listeners in Malaysia. We just found out that we are, what was it, like the 180th ranked podcast in, in Malaysia? So I think it was the 135th ranked culture podcast in Malaysia. Oh, I don't what? Know, oh, I, I don't know how many culture podcasts there are. Really? But I thought it was like the 180th no, like, overall, overall podcast. No, 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 oh, no. Oh, man, that changes things. <laughs> it's, yeah, I know, I know. But I mean, hey, man, we're, we're slightly big hey, in Malaysia. No, and- that, that's, that's pretty good still. I mean, there's a lot of different cultures going on in Malaysia. I've been there. <laughs> like that so if we're i'm sure i'm sure that there's a lot of like fashion and sneaker podcasts in malaysia and we're pretty high up there in the ranking i'm, I'm sure i don't have any definitive stats but just you know i have a feeling <laughs> yeah i love malaysia by the way so shout out to all you malaysian listeners man i've one of my probably the best food in the world after thailand i would say oh uh, that's yeah, that's a good call though. It's it's also quite similar as well in certain respects. But yeah, Malaysia, beautiful, beautiful country. Um Kuala Lumpur, shout out. super Big cool shout city. Out. Big shout out from Kickback. Um, all right, so let's get into it, man. Like uh 2022, lots of things that we're excited for, sneakers we're excited for. Um, you got any predictions or do you want me to go first? I'll let I'll let you lead the way. Uh Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I got a couple of um, predictions. So, okay. So regarding the Nike dunk. All right. Let's talk about dunks. We've, we've seen now two months, uh, sorry, two years of nonstop dunks, especially last year. It was an over dunking going on. Like it seemed like every week we were getting, you know, multiple colorways, four or five colorways in a week sometimes. Like it was crazy. So my first prediction is the Nike dunk hype will start to die out a little bit. I don't think it's going to completely die out, but I definitely see it dying out significantly compared to last year. Uh, not There is another sneaker, though, that I think will die out completely, and that kind of brings me to my second prediction. I think this is the year we're going to put the Jordan 1 in the graveyard. Ooh, I think, I think call, the Jordan... I think the Jordan one is starting to remind me a little bit about the 350 V2s from a couple of years ago. I think like, you know what we were talking about earlier in this episode, people just saw it too much. And it was like you said, it was like the entry level sneaker uh, for like a lot of people just getting into sneakers. 
And that's what I feel about the Jordan one right now. Like I, I like, it's just, I see it so much. I see it so much to the point of where like, for me, like the most exciting thing about being a sneakerhead is like putting together like outfits with like different shoes. And like, for me, like I kind of like try nowadays to not even put Jordan ones on my feet because I'm, I, it just doesn't excite me like it used to. And um, I just like, I don't even want to buy them. I don't want to wear them. So it was just like the same feelings I was starting to get about 350 V2s from a couple of years ago. So I think this is the year Jordan 1s are officially going to be dead. We might start seeing some Jordan 1s just sit on shelves. We will see some Jordan 1s have basically no resale. We're actually already starting to see that now. Like a lot of recent Jordan 1s uh, have been basically not sitting, but they're reselling for like $10, $20 or above retail, which to me is like almost like a sitting um especially compared to a couple of years ago but yeah i think i think this is the year we finally see the death of the jordan one and dunks i see the popularity declining however i still see it i still give dunks another year before it's completely dead yeah i think the i don't remember the exact year i don't know if it was 2017 or 2018 but there was one year where there were like um what was it like 60 or 80 or, or or it was something ridiculous there were so many nike air jordan one releases that year it was like definitely over one a week uh for an entire year and i think um you know um what's that guy j23 on twitter mm-hmm. he posted like a screenshot of like every single uh gr and collaborative air jordan one that dropped and it was just a ridiculous number and then the next year it was even more and now like three almost four years later it's just slowly starting to peter out and i think you're right the dunk is going to do the same where we've had two huge years and then we're going to have like one less huge year and then one year where it's almost dead but not really like it takes a long time for these things to die because you have to remember like we're kind of as as lame and entitled as it sounds like we're on the inside a little bit of the community we're like into yeah, we're, we're into shoes more than I would say like normal mainstream people are, right? So by the time these trends hit mainstream, we're, we've already moved on. And that's where, where this is like, that's the point we've reached now where the community, the, the niche audience has moved on a little bit or not, not entirely, but a little bit. And now the mainstream kind of JD sports footlocker audience is, but the high street audience has like latched onto the dunk and in previous years, the, the air Jordan one. And, you know, that's all well and good, right? Like anyone can buy whatever they want and wear whatever they want. Um, but I think that's just why it takes so long because these trends kind of need to need to reach the mainstream and then go out of the mainstream again. And that can take years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, I think the dunk was still, we might've reached the peak, but I, I still don't think it's going to completely die out this year. Um just based on like you know how often i see them in public like compared to a jordan one especially like if you consider mids and lows damn like i see the jordan one i feel more than any other sneaker right now in public so that's why that's kind of why i think like just from a sneakerhead point of view like your your average sneakerhead point of view i feel like the the ones are just nowhere near what they used to be and and this is the year i'm officially putting them in the doghouse they're going to be dead this year. Uh, that's that's my biggest prediction, I would say. Um, and then as far as like shoes that could maybe replace the Dunks and the Jordan ones, we do have some contenders uh, from uh, from Nike side. It seems like they're definitely making a push on the Jordan 2 this year. 
Uh, there was a collab with Union announced. We have a collab with uh, J Balvin announced. We just had that off-white release. Um, I think that's a tough sell, to be honest, because it's not the most popular silhouette. Um, and I, I, it's, it's one of those shoes where, I don't know, it doesn't matter what kind of colorways you throw on there. It's still pretty tough to make that like a good-looking mainstream, especially mainstream type of shoe. So I, I, I think it's like an okay candidate. I, I don't see it being a strong candidate to really go mainstream. The other one is the Air Max one. Uh, we know that you already have been all over this, uh, but we know that this is the 35th, 35th anniversary of the Air Max one. And there's plenty of collabs going to be on the way. We might see the Air Max one, um, you know, start to get widely adopted yet again this year. Uh, that's another one that I'm going to put a big if on there. I'm not 100% convinced by that just because I feel like the whole chunky sneaker trend is kind of on its way out, excluding New Balance. But besides New Balance, I feel like the chunky sneaker trend, whether it be like the chunky Yeezys, uh, some of the other sneaker brands, uh, and the Air Max one, I consider a chunky sneaker. I feel like that. I feel like it's almost like the wrong time to go completely crazy on the Air Max One marketing right now, just because I kind of feel like that trend is on its way out. Uh, uh, and but the sneaker that I think will have the highest chance of like becoming the next big mainstream shoe is actually not even a Nike. I think it's going to be the New Balance Five Fifty. So okay. I think I think the New Balance Five Fifty is starting to be appreciated by everyone like if I, if i you know if i just go on tiktok you'll start to see like every one of these fashion influencers they're all rocking the 550s especially girls and uh the female sneakerhead is like a huge market right now because it's still like a vastly growing market and um the new balance 550 is looking like one of the most popular sneakers right now with girls and i feel like that sneaker it's a pretty easy to wear sneaker you can wear it with anything very versatile and a lot of people who are just kind of getting into sneakers, they're, they're looking at that shoe and it looks quite different from most of the sneakers out there right now. And just the fact that it's also a New Balance, which is arguably like the coolest brand in sneakers right now. Um, I feel like that particular model, if New Balance can mass produce it, I feel like that model has a very good shot of becoming like the next big mainstream sneaker the next big dunk if um, if new balance can keep up with demand that's a good call because it's already got like some of the hype collaborations uh you know aimly on door you've got like the size ex exclusive orally mm -hmm. um a couple other ones i'm probably forgetting you've got some really good general release colorways that are almost always selling out and once they up the stock i think it'll reach that level and they have to do this carefully obviously right because they want it to maintain like an aura of cool just like nike has done with the dunk um, but they want it to be available enough that enough people can wear it like you said on social media on the streets because if you're seeing it then you're getting positive reinforcement over and over and over and you're like oh shit the 550 the 550 the 550 maybe i need to get a pair maybe i should get it oh i like this colorway i haven't seen that colorway um so I think they, they need to do it steadily, but like definitely need to start now. Um, it definitely needs another push. I think maybe another crazy collaboration or like an unexpected partner where it sells out and people like really want it. And the resale price goes up because I think the dunk definitely had more big releases than the 550 has had in the first year, I would say um, of it's like re uh, relaunch. Um, so new balance, I don't know what they're, obviously I don't know what their strategy is, but I would say that 
if they wanted it to kind of replicate the dunk, then we need some more projects, some more high profile projects. Um, on that note, I, I had that down as well. Like, uh, you know, the Nike Air Jordan two anniversary and, and how, you know, I'm intrigued to see like what OG colorways they bring back. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad shoe, but I think it just gets a bad rep because it was basically the shoe that came after the one, you know, and the one was just so good. You, you couldn't improve the one. You could only make it worse, really. Um, it not in not in performance, uh, you know, like not in a performance way, but in a lifestyle way. Um, I think the Air Jordan Two deserves to be a bit you know, celebrated and a bit of a rebrand. I'm excited about the Union one. I really do like that one. Um, again, high tops are difficult. I don't know if I would wear it, but I do love the colorways on that and the materials they've chosen. Um, and then, yeah, uh, on the New Balance track. If it's not the 550, maybe it's the 990 V6, right? Because that's supposed to be dropping this year. Um, and I can see, like, remember at the beginning of 2020 when the 992 got like this huge push, like Joe Fresh Goods, double taps. That was like for a long time, that was like Q1, Q2, that was the hottest sneaker, right? And then the dunk came in in the summer, like Q2, Q3, Q4 um, of 2020. And that's when the dunk had its peak. Um I feel like if the 992 had gotten more of a push, maybe we would have seen more of a rivalry between the two. And if they take that same approach with the 990 V6, maybe that becomes a shoe of the moment. I don't know. Like, what, like it, what do you it, think? The, well, from, from what I've heard from a lot of New Balance uh, Instagram accounts, uh, it seems like the 992 is going to be discontinued altogether this year by New Balance. Uh, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, also, like there was, um, you know, that Todd Snyder collab on the New Balance uh, last month. And uh, Todd Snyder every month puts out a catalog, which he sends to like his nearest, uh, I, I mean, like his most biggest fans. And the catalog in the month of December, it said on there, the New Balance 992, which will be discontinued by New Balance at the end of this year. It said Ooh. that in it said that in their catalog. So I don't know if like Todd Snyder is like the the insider over at New Balance, but he, it, it said it literally said that in the catalog. So I mean, if he's saying it, he's a longtime New Balance collaborator and partner. Yeah, um, he's done a couple of nine nine twos. He's done a lot of other shoes as well. If he's saying that, then I believe it. I mean, and it makes sense. Maybe pull it from the market, make people want it again, bring it back in another five years, something like that. Yeah, exactly. I, I still think it's a little bit early for them to pull it because uh, people love that shoe, man. So, um, yeah. But anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited definitely to see the 990 V6. Uh, do you have any trends that you think are going to die this year? Oh, I don't know about die. I had a couple of predictions like so. Oh, give me your other, give me your other predictions. So, so I, and this is more of like a business one, right? Like a industry economic level prediction, but I think due to, you know, the well-documented supply chain issues that Nike has had and and some of the other sportswear um, companies as well, I think Nike will start this year a lot slower than it did in 2021. Remember in 2021, it was like, Dunk, 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 dunk. Uh, Air Force oh, yeah. One, Air Jordan, dunk, dunk, dunk. And no other brand was releasing any shoes. Like you had the Pata New Balance 991, but nothing else. And it was just Nike, Nike, true. Nike, Nike, Nike. And then I remember when I flew to the Canary Islands, it was like the ready-made Blazer, the Top Haze, Air Jordan 4. Nike was banging out releases like crazy in the first two, two to three months. And maybe that was because those are things that got delayed a little bit in 2020. And so then they just went all out in 2021. Um, 
but I'm already seeing it now. Like there's not that much talk about anything dropping in January or February. It's more like March, that April, is, right? That is very true. Yeah. But when I was looking at uh, writing down the upcoming sneakers for the next two weeks, I was like, damn, it's looking like a pretty barren calendar right now. There's not a whole, especially from Nike side, there's really nothing dropping this month. Exactly. Uh, you're you're right. So I think, I think they're going to have a, a, a slow Q1, maybe come in at Q2, late Q2, Q3. Um, and that might make it interesting in the first half of the year, right? Like if a brand like New Balance can come in or if, if you know, Adidas can, you know, pump some heat out. Asics, like you said, like other brands have the space now to breathe and to kind of bring out these projects again, if they are not also um, suffering from supply chain issues, it's going to make it interesting for sure. It could also make it super boring because if no brands bring anything out that's worthwhile, then the first two, three months, we're just going to be sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's one of the, one of the interesting predictions. Uh, I have another prediction about brands that I think are going to not dominate, but brands to look out for this year that I think are going to have very strong years. Um, first is Bape. So mm-hmm. Bape had a pretty decent year last year. Like, I mean, this brand has been around for a long time, like over 20 years now. And uh, it was kind of forgotten, I think. And then last last year had a pretty strong year, some decent collabs and not just on, not just on their shoes, also on their clothing. And this year they've already had two pretty strong collabs. They had, uh, they just had one with Soulbox and there's going to be a upcoming uh, Jound Bape, which I'm very excited for. It's like this neutral gray type of colorway. Um, and I think they're going to really have a pretty strong year. That's already a lot of good momentum to start the year. And I feel like people, just the general sneaker market, haven't really you know, been very hip to the Bapes over the past few years, the Bapesters especially. And I feel like the Bapesters, I can, I can just kind of get the feeling just based on like Instagram. I'm seeing like, some celebrities starting to rock Bapesters. I'm seeing like the archive pages, like Hidden New York, like Lil Jupiter, all these guys, they're reposting all these old Bapes. Um, so I think like, I think like the wheels are in motion, I think for Bape to have a very solid year. Um, I'm very excited actually. Like I, I already kind of completed part of my resolution to try out new brands this year because I just copped the Soulbox Bapes which haven't nice. arrived yet. So I don't know what they're in hand like, but they're supposed to come tomorrow. So I'm super excited to get my first pair of babes. So that's the first brand that I think is going to have a very strong year that is going to kind of come out of nowhere. The second is also, I guess, pretty out there brand, but I'm going to say Solomon. I think Solomon, is it Salomon or Solomon? I don't know. I, uh, I say Solomon. Solomon. Yeah. Okay. So I think Solomon is also going to have a very, very strong year. It's going to be a lot of people are going to be buying their first Solomons, I think this year. Um, And I think for a couple of reasons, I think with the current, I guess, fashion space, their sneakers go really well with current fashion trends. Um, They've also like, they're very strategically bringing back some of their older models that no one has ever heard of. Like they just recently brought out this AC. ACS Pro Advanced sneaker, which was from the 2000, early 2000s, which I think looks sick. Like it looks so good. I tried to cop a, I tried to cop a pair myself, and I couldn't believe that it's pretty much impossible to cop a pair of Solomon's now. Like that pair, I tried so many stores, it was sold out everywhere my size. And uh, and then I looked on StockX, and I'm like, what the hell? These are actually reselling for like more than double the retail price. So I couldn't, 
I couldn't believe that there's that much hype on a pair of Solomons. And I really do think that that trend is going to continue big time this year. We're going to see Solomon, especially like the XCT6 series. We're going to see that sell out. Um, and that sneaker, that brand, I think is going to have a very big year. The biggest year I think they've had to date so far. Yeah, I think I think in general, like outdoors brands will will flourish or continue to flourish, right? I think Solomon has been, at least in the high symbiety bubble, has been pretty big for a while. And um, I think like all, like, like what I was saying before, like it's kind of oozing out, right? Like that hype or that like um, popularity is oozing out towards like the, the next ring or the next bubble and then the bigger bubble. And it's only going to get bigger. And I think there's other brands like Morel, uh, for example, oh, right. that, that, that have some cool stuff. I know Saucony has some really cool trail running shoes that are like very, very nice. Um, Hoka, obviously you mentioned this earlier. Hoka is another brand that's, that's going to have a big year. Uh, La Sportiva, um, La Sportiva just had a, a collaboration with Xenia, um, the, yeah. like the luxury brand in Italy. So, uh, Hoka did one with Montclair. Um, so I think a lot of them, like Solomon is like the biggest of the bunch, I would say, and like the kind of front rider. And a lot of them are kind of seeing the success Solomon has had and will have, and are kind of jumping on that and saying like, oh shit, we're going to do the same thing uh, in their own way, of course. Um, so I think in general, if you're into those kinds of shoes, uh, you're going to be in for a treat this year. Cause there's going to be some really nice ones, not just performance, but also lifestyle leaning shoes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one last trend I want to talk about. This is a trend that I see dying this year. I'm going to say the vintage sneaker trend is going to die this year. Um, that was a big deal over the last couple of years. You know, people loved seeing those sale midsoles, those off-white colored midsoles. And the reason why I think it's going to be dying out this year is because Nike is going to, Nike is putting out a whole pack of dunks later on this month that they're calling like the vintage pack. And it's basically like these general release dunks that already have pre-vintage soles. And the fact that like Nike is doing that now on like GR releases, I know they've already been doing it on some of their collabs. Like a lot of the off-white collabs had those like vintage looking midsoles for years now. But the fact that Nike is putting out like general release sneakers that are already pre-vintaged, I feel like to me, we've reached vintage peak like that's it like the trend is dead now <laughs> yeah <laughs> because i agree i agree i think as soon like there there was a trend where like you bought actual vintage shoes then there was a trend of like making your shoes look vintage right with that yeah. like one customizer filthy who uh was doing crazy stuff on the air jordan one and got really popular off of that um and i think a real big indicator for when a trend is going to die is when a big sportswear brand or a big brand starts doing what the creatives are doing. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But also like a year later because they have longer supply chains and, and lead time. Um, so yeah, I think you're spot on where like, I think the first couple of releases people will buy them because it's like, okay, cool. I can get a like a pre-aged kind of midsole on this dunk, whatever. But knowing Nike, they're going to pump out every single colorway with the same treatment. And it's just, it's going to get old really quickly. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, definitely by middle of this year, that vintage vintage trend is going to be dead. Yeah. Now, I have a couple more. Um, yeah, go so for it. One of them is the Adidas NMD is obviously being relaunched this year. Um, you, you think it's going to come back? Like, you mean like people are going to start wearing NMDs again? <laughs> so I think Adidas is going to try and relaunch it this year. <laughs> 
okay. <laughs> whether people are going to wear it is a different issue. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure the time is right. Like my personal opinion to relaunch the NMD, I think it's been too soon since the series of the silo died. Uh, what was that like 2017, 2018? So it's literally been less than five years and they're like, oh yeah, let's like retro the NMD. Um, I get the, you know, the thought behind it. It was really popular for a while. And if you do it right, maybe it could become popular again. For me, it's just too soon. I also think the, I don't know if you saw the friends and family NMD, the first, uh, the NMD S1 or whatever they're calling it. It was like that, like light green color, uh, and it had like a really like sock, like knitted upper and a jagged uh-huh. kind of outsole. Anyway, um, I'll put a link in the show notes, but I just don't think it's that nice of a shoe, to be honest. Like they did a 100 pair friends and family thing and people got hyped of uh, like for a week. It was all I saw on my Instagram feed. People were hyped. They were like, oh yeah, one of a hundred, one of a hundred. But if you make anything one of a hundred, you're going to make it hyped, right? Yeah, no. One of a hundred is, that's that's nothing. Like, exactly. You, you can't base the hype of a model based on a hundred pairs. Nah. So for me, I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, they're definitely going to try and push it. I know that there's a couple of releases coming up. There's one that I showed you before we started recording as well, which is like the NMD V3, which is like a third version of the old NMD um it's not terrible but it's i don't think it's going to move the needle that much for adidas um i don't know it really depends on how they present it what kind of um, collaborations they do um so that's one thing that i see people trying to make a trend but not really becoming a trend um then one thing that i'm not really predicting but more looking forward to and i'm sure you'll agree with me here is that Hopefully, generally, sneakers get more love than collaborations, or at least that the the ratio between collabs and general releases gets more balanced, right? Because we saw the refined future New Balance 2002, right? Mm-hmm. Shoe of the year for both of us. Shoe mm-hmm. of the year for many, many, many people. If it wasn't in your top 10, then I'm sorry. We need to, we need to talk about your taste in shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love to see that kind of quality execution on other general release shoes. Um, from regardless what brand, New Balance, Adidas, Nike, Asics, Mizuno, who, who ca- no, I don't care what brand, but I'd love to see more well thought out concepts for generally shoes that then make these shoes as hyped as collaborations to kind of shift the balance a little bit. Because I feel like in the last few years, it's been 90% hype for collabs and 10% general releases. We saw that shift a little bit with the 550 last year and with the 992s and some of the 990s. Um, but I think brands need a better job, need to do a better job of like tilting that balance a little bit more, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, I think actually last year, specifically with Jordan brand, I thought they had a very strong year when it came to general releases. Uh, for example, like, I mean, you look at their fours, they had the Topazes, the Lightning Fours. Uh, we even you can look at uh, obviously their Jordan ones. There were some very very good colorways like the University Blues, the Hyper Royals. I think if you just look at all the general releases last year compared to previous years, oh, also like the cool gray Elevens. Let's not forget about that. I think overall Jordan brand was really did a really good job. I think last year just with their general releases. Let's see if they continue it into uh, into this year. Yeah, that's um, a yeah. good shout. I think, uh, sorry, but I think Jordan Brand has done a really good job over several years of doing that, right? And like putting a lot of emphasis into general issues. 
um, just because they're very selective with their collaborations. And yeah, um, I think the trend is moving more towards like hopefully making generally sneakers more special again. Yeah, let's hope, man. Everyone would love to just be able to get sneakers more easily too, right? So the general release ones are the ones to go for. Uh, so like, like another, um, I'm just going to quickly talk about, we've already been talking about this segment for a while, so I'm just going to quickly talk about specific sneakers I'm excited for next year. Uh, the the Joe Fresh whatever. <laughs> I was going to say, man, like those two colorways, I don't care what they are. Yeah. Gotta, gotta have them. Just based on the box, I wanted. Man, the box <laughs> I don't know is so dope. Yeah, I, yeah. So the Joe Fresh, whatever. That's I'm. I'm very hyped for that. I'm hyped for uh, both of the Jound uh, collabs that have been announced so far, which is the Bapes and also the 990 V3s. There's that green pair, which looks amazing. Looks like oh, yeah. early candidate for uh, early, 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 early candidate for sneaker of the year for me. Uh, and I'm very also I'm very, very hyped to get the 990 V6s, which a lot of people are hating on. A lot of people saying it looks way different than previous 900. I personally think it was about time we saw like some pretty big change with the 900 series because the V3, the V4 and the V5, in my opinion, all looked pretty similar to each other. Very slight modifications. The V6 is drastically different. And I think in a good way, uh, it's a, it's more like sleeker. It's, it's just like, I think it looks really good in 2022. Um, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty hyped to get the 990 V6s as well. Yeah. That was one as well that I had on my list. I had the Joe Fresh, good new balance, whatever, whatever model they are. I'm assuming it's going to be, I mean, it would be great if those were 990 V6 as well. That'd be pretty dope actually, because then it's like, two two birds with one stone right you get a dope joe fresh good shoe and you get the 990 v6 um and then another one i had on there which is a little bit unexpected but you you i think you either posted it in your story or and tagged me or you sent it to me directly but the the union cortezes oh yeah i looked at that and i'm like this is for fabian <laughs> yeah i know he we, wants I, we, these we were talking about these in like the underrated sneakers episode and I I love I love the Cortez. I love it. It was one of my first Nike sneakers ever in my life. And and it I is believe, the first ever Nike sneaker. And it's the first ever Nike sneaker and it's the 50th anniversary of that sneaker. Um and Union obviously does great collaborations. I'm not super hyped on the first photos. Maybe I need to see more like campaign imagery or like official imagery, but um, I just love the fact that the Cortez is going to get some love. I think there was a rumor that Sakai is doing a Cortez as well. Oh, okay. That sounds interesting. I, I like, I, think it was I, Sakai. I like that they chose union to do the first collab because they are a West coast uh, yeah, company. LA, and Cor- Cortez is LA, right? Cortez is LA, but, but I think if they I think Sakai is a perfect collab partner as well, because their are uh, collabs on the waffle racers which are a pretty similar silhouette to the cortez were uh, obviously amazing so i'll be interested to see what they can do with the cortez yeah yeah no i'm so that's like those are the sneakers i agree with everything you said as well like the jound uh 990 v3s right or v4s or whatever they were um gotta have those joe fresh good new bounce gotta have those a lot of new bounce on this list and then obviously yeah. like one of the cortez whether it's the union or the sakai I'm going to wait and see till I see more photos, but uh, that's kind of, that's probably my, my most wanted list for 2022. 
Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's end this off with the upcoming sneakers. Not a whole lot to talk about actually this time. Uh, I only have like three uh, yeah, sneakers same. to talk about. <laughs> Uh, so there's uh, on January the 6th, we got the Dunk Low and the Harvest Moon colorway. Um, there's not too many other Dunks dropping this month, but this dar- Dunk Low Harvest Moon, I think it's probably the best colorway from the Dunk to drop this month. It is a general release sneaker, though, so don't expect like the best leather quality. However, it's a very nice colorway, especially fall time, which is already past now. But uh, if you want a fall sneaker for next year, I suppose, really nice uh, Dunk colorway. Then Europe is going to be seeing the Jordan 1 patent on uh, January the 7th. Bit of a late release in Europe. Uh, Actually, they've already seen it on the sneakers app, but most retailers will be getting it on January the 7th. And then January the 15th, I see the Jordan 4 Red Thunder, um, which is just a, you know, if if you love black and red on Jordans, which most people do, you are probably going to like this sneaker as well. And yeah, that's that's about it. I will say there's one other thing, um, and you might this might be like a breaking news worldwide. So I am in you know sneaker uh, cook groups as they like to call it, uh, which are basically Discord groups that help people cop sneakers. And I did notice that um, so my my cook group obviously has a monitor on the Nike website, the Nike app. And they can see when shoes get loaded on the back end of the of the Nike website that aren't even on the public website yet. And something that they noticed today was that the Travis Scott Air Max Ones have a January 29th release date on the app. Ooh, so it feels it feels too early. I don't know. It does like... feel it does feel too early. So that's why I think like I, I think that it's just I don't think it's actually gonna happen. However, it did get loaded on the Nike website. So it's probably just a mistake. And I also agree with you. I do not think they're going to release it just because of how much backlash Travis has right now. We we spent a whole episode talking about that. And he's also getting dropped by everyone right now. Like he got dropped by Coachella, even though he got, even though he wanted to perform for free, Dior just canceled their entire collab with him. They didn't cancel. They postponed technically. Yeah. uh, They said postpone indefinitely, which to me is like, it's like it's like when people say like, "Oh, um, you're gonna be furloughed instead of saying fired." You know, it means yeah. The same thing. But I I I, I wrote the piece for High Snobiety covering the news, and uh, a source told me that it was a mutual decision to find a new date. So I think the intention okay. is still to release it, just probably later, just because I think uh, Dior has invested a lot of money into it. Um, yeah, I. It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if they, you know, dropped it maybe a season or two later. But I think eventually it will drop. Um, just like the Nikes will eventually drop as well. Uh, I think yeah. Nike has had too much money and time invested in this. I do think that end of January is a bit too early. But again, like you said, they could have just loaded it up. And you know how they they always bounce release dates back and forth on Nike sneakers, right? Like sometimes you'll see it on like. You'll see it on, you know, Jan 29th and then suddenly it'll be like March 3rd or something, you know? So Yeah, but, but the thing is, you know, like we know that this year is going to be the year of the Air Max 1 and Air Max Day is in March. So it makes perfect sense for me to, you know, if you're really trying to make this year the year of the Air Max 1, release like a super hype Air Max 1 to start the year. Um, the strategy, I think, makes perfect sense. But yeah, there's a lot of other factors at play here. 
but just just uh just so you guys know it might happen january 29th if it does happen you know where you hear it you know where you heard it first the kickback pod <laughs> your source for sneaker news <laughs> Uh, I have two more. So I've got the Adidas Prada forum, which by the time you guys are listening to this, you'll know is dropping uh, in the middle of January. Um, I think January 13th was the date. Uh, Again, that's dropping in highs and lows in two colorways for each. Uh, And then there's one Nike Dunk Low, which I'm going to send you on chat now. It's the Nike Dunk Low Retro Next Nature um it's a super nice olive and orange colorway it's like very military inspired very undefeated colorway style yeah it does look like undefeated colorway right with some like interesting materials and you know you guys all know that i'm a big big dunk fatigue guy um (laughs) but i have to admit these are pretty nice so um those are dropping on january 12th at uh, retailers such as a few in germany I don't know about US retailers. I don't think they've announced yet, but if you're looking to pick up a nice also fall colorway, maybe for, for later this year, then uh, this is a definitely a good choice. Yo, and that's it. Like we normally have a lot more releases to talk about, but it seems like a pretty quiet month uh, overall. So yeah, that's about it. Uh, that was a good, great first episode. Great to be back with you, Fobs. And uh, yeah, man, looking forward to the rest of season two on the Kickback Pod. Once again, shout out everyone listening. Uh, make sure you guys give us a rating on on uh, Apple Music or Spotify. It would be highly appreciated. And yeah, guys, we will see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you guys for listening and goodbye. <laughs>